Chapter 18 Li Wei So where exactly did you live before coming here? Yana's scanning the Carcassonne game board as she fingers the holochip loaded with an image that has a section of a castle. Feigning indifference while asking a question is a common interrogation technique, but she seems capable of both watching me and playing to win. I can discern from her movements that they aren't actually absent-minded, and she wants me to see the holochip. It's a section that I need to complete one of my constructions in the game. She must decide whether to start building a new structure or to infringe on someone else's territory. She adds the piece to a space between one of her structures and mine, meaning she is now entitled to half of my points. This might make sense if the piece wasn't also one she could have used to complete her largest structure and gain more points for herself. She looks at me and smiles sweetly. In her movement, I can see years of physical training and restraint. She's been building to this question, slowly, carefully, waiting for this moment, when Trinity has left to use the bathroom. Yana had triggered my anti-interrogation mode right after I arrived, despite her excellent deployment of subtlety before this attack. Humans are fascinating. The superintendent is sitting quietly, but I sense her focus on me, even though she seems to be studying the board. I was born in Guangzhou. This is the truth for Zhang Li Wei, the memory maker whose social media posts, videos, writing samples, and audio recordings have been incorporated into my self-algorithm. This is not the truth for me, though. I was created by Dolores Zhang and born in a hive laboratory. So I add, I would say that New Arlington is my hometown, though. The acquisition of Zhang Li Wei's memories, as well as my own memories, which downloaded during intercourse with Trinity, establishes a pattern. It wasn't code-breaking that unlocked the folders in my data niches, but emotion. Emotion for Trinity. This makes sense, given that many of the latest batch of memories were related to her. What did you do there? For a job? I was a civil servant, an administrator, boring work. I'd wanted to be a scientist like my aunt. Zhang Li Wei had wanted that, rather. But that path hadn't been allowed due to his exam and social capital scores. How old are you? Rue asks. When did Dr. Zhang bring you here? Yana adds, quickly, harshly. Do you know these things, or are you just making shit up? Cut it out, you two, Trinity says as she comes back from the bathroom. Can we just play? Trinity, if one of us starts dating someone, I hope you'll interrogate them too, Yana says. The last time I failed to do so, one of my friends got herself into deep shit. We're not dating, Trinity says quietly as she sits beside me. Her weight registers via my sensors as she leans against me, and that sensation on the pain end of the emotional spectrum rushes through me. It's been growing steadily since I met her, and now it's become its own kind of programming, taking control of my mind and actions and focusing them all on Trinity. An extremely undesirable possibility occurs to me. Do you remember what happened in your apartment before we came here? I whisper into her ear. She raises her brows, drops her gaze to my groin, and then raises it back to my face. My heat sensors register a spike in her body temperature. Um, would be kind of hard to forget. This is what relief feels like. You're not dating? You sure act like it. Whereas Yana had a bit of playfulness in her tone, Rue is serious, worried. I'm beginning to understand why. 
Trinity's memory lapses seem to be isolated incidences at first, but have now revealed a pattern. The things she can't remember, or remembers and forgets, are linked, though I haven't figured out how exactly, except for one variable. Me. Penny, can you please explain dating to Trinity? Yana calls out in a light tone. But again, there is that undercurrent of purpose in her voice. To date, verb, Penny's voice cuts into the conversation. To spend dedicated time with someone in whom one is romantically or sexually interested. I look at Trinity. Are you certain we're not dating? That describes a relationship fairly well. Mm-hmm, Yana adds. Well, even if you aren't dating, you've been avoiding us. I hope you've been fucking like wild, or I'm going to be very annoyed. Oh, God. Trinity drops her forehead down to the coffee table surface. Is fucking like wild different from standard intercourse? I ask for future reference. And Rue spits some of her drink across the virtual game board. I'd seen this happen in telestreams, but hadn't known it could happen in real life. Okay, that's it. You're welcome into the friend harem. Yana says as she grabs a handful of enviro-friendly paper towels and begins blotting the game table. My anti-interrogation mode switches off in response to a decrease in her threat level. I keep an extra sensor trained on both her and Rue because I'm aware neither would hesitate to attack if they felt it was warranted. If you haven't been getting it on, not that that's any of our business, Rue says, apparently for Yana's benefit, then why have you been so secretive lately? There's worry in Rue's voice, but not actual curiosity. She's asking a question she already knows the answer to. Of course she does. A bit of data I hadn't fully considered slips into place in my mind. Rue Smith knows everything that happens at this apartment complex. It is her job, and one of her special skills. This could be to my benefit. Despite the download that occurred in Trinity's apartment, I'm still missing key memories. Trinity is missing this data too, and coincidence in this matter is unlikely. I make the decision to do something that is new to me. I take a gamble. I proceed with the knowledge that my next words could raise the risk of danger for me and Trinity, combined with the fact that I predict no danger from her friends. I know they have protected Trinity at least once, and even now are trying to discern whether she needs to be protected from me. You know why she didn't tell you, I say. It's because I'm not human. Li Wei, Trinity's fingers squeeze my arm tightly, and her heart rate spikes. What are you doing? You're not supposed to tell anyone. I have free will, I remind her. She's somehow forgotten, even though it is her words that allowed me to fully actualize it. You don't have to listen to any human who tries to make you do what they want. But this isn't about free will, she says. This is about top secret. Everyone in this room has top secret clearance in their hive personnel files, I say. What? Trinity's grip on me loosens, and she looks at her friends. We can trust them. You know this. We're talking about Li Wei right now, Yana cuts in before Trinity can ask them anything. Are you dangerous? Yes. Trinity tugs at me. Li Wei, enough. Let's go. We don't have to hide this from your friends. They can help. She glares at me. This is serious. And you're not dangerous just because you're... you. Think about the spider, I say. You thought I was dangerous then, didn't you? 
Your friends know I'm dangerous. They want to know if I'm a danger to you. As my neural network tries to solve the problem of our memory glitches, I realize that I very well might be. Her gaze is blank as she looks at me. Spider? There are no insects in the complex. You don't remember. Remember what? Oh, she shakes her head. The mess we had to clean at Dr. Zhang's apartment. In that moment, my deductive reasoning algorithm makes a connection between each instance of memory loss and her inability to use the elevator and the fact that she assumed that she'd left the complex when my records show that she hasn't. You keep forgetting things and you can't leave because like me, you are also a product of the Hive Research Laboratories. But unlike me, you are still subject to the restraints. Rue and Yana glance at each other, and though I'm learning quickly, I can't decipher what silent message they're passing to one another. What? No. Her voice is faint, weak in a way that causes me displeasure. I leave all the time. Just last week I went... I feel the vibration of her muscles tensing before she jumps to her feet. Trin! Rutina is the peacemaker of the group, so of course she is the one who attempts to calm Trinity. Let's just have a conversation about this. Trinity hovers over us, her increasingly panicked gaze jumping to each of us. What's happening? I am not positive, but I do have advanced reasoning capabilities, though. I suspect you might as well. Try really thinking about the last time you left this complex. I see it, now that I'm using my CAT scan capability. How the synapses are firing in the wrong part of her brain as she strains to answer my question. The damage in other areas. Her eyes are wide, and she's breathing heavy. I leave all the time. Trinity, Rue moves to stand too. Let's go see if we can get the driving station working for just a second, even though someone punched a hole in it. How do you know about that? And don't give me any of that superintendent knows all bullshit. Or maybe she needs some caffeine, Yana says anxiously. We should have weaned her off of it more carefully. She turns to glare at me. We wanted to talk about this in a way that wouldn't upset her, Yana says to me. Her voice is calm, but I sense that if she could remove my power source in this moment, she would. What do you all know that I don't? Trinity is walking backwards now toward the door. When her hand closes around the handle, she tugs and it doesn't budge. Penny, unlock the door. I cannot do that, Trinity. Rutina does not wish me to unlock the door. Unlock it, now. I could go to Trinity, who is succumbing to a panic attack. I could hold her, force her to face whatever truth has been hidden from her, from us. But right now she feels trapped and afraid, and I promised her she wouldn't have to be afraid if I was near. Penny is distracted, so she doesn't notice when I bypass her emergency lockdown system. I'd embedded my own code in all of her security measures when I'd first lurked in her systems. I'd done it automatically, as it was part of my native programming. It is a trick I can only use once, since she will root out my code as soon as she realizes what has happened. Trinity isn't distracted and possesses above-average reflexes. As soon as the lock disengages, she tugs the door open and bolts down the hallway. Fuck, Rue growls. I sense an electrical surge in her vicinity. I'll go after her, I stand. We tried to protect her. Yana's gray eyes are narrowed at me, but also glossy with tears. 
We figured it out. We couldn't tell her. But Rue found this loophole. If Trinity stopped drinking the catalyst and didn't use the station, and if I broke the light pulse memory programming system, maybe she'd remember, Rue finishes. Maybe she could be her old self again. And then you came back, Yana said. And the spiders arrived, and the mercs. Do you know how much cleanup we've been doing while you rebooted? Back? Just go get her and bring her here, Rue says. We have a lot to talk about, and maybe not much time to talk about it. They monitor everything. Not everything, Penny says. Apparently, there's an unknown bug in my system that occasionally loses all data recorded in certain apartments. Rutina glances up toward one of Penny's embedded cameras with affection and says, Lucky me. I turn on my heel and run toward the small blip on the local map that I've been monitoring. Trinity is heading for the field just outside the apartment complex, just outside the track she's circled so many times. I'm gaining on her fast, despite her clearly enhanced speed, the stamina that allowed her to swim and run for so long that I worried she would collapse. Her injury is real, and it slows her, though she's still faster and more agile than most humans. She comes into my line of sight as she nears the edge of the field. She slows in my radar and I see it. The moment of disorientation hits her and she stumbles back. My scan shows that there is no system scrambling force field keeping her from going forward, no hidden trap. She reaches the perimeter of the property and turns in a circle as if she can't remember why she's run there. I catch up to her and take her gently by the arm. Hey. Hey. Her brow is furrowed and there are tears in her eyes, despite her smile of relief at my presence. I don't know what's happening. I slide my hand down her arm until my palm is against hers. She wants the truth, and I think she deserves that. You were going to see if you could walk one meter that way. Why was I going to do that? She asks. Don't we have to go feed Tim? Tim doesn't need food. Don't worry. She starts to shake as she takes a step forward with me, and then another. Without warning, she crouches and vomits. Trinity? Oh, God, I hate puking, she manages, then swipes at her mouth. This is the worst. She heaves again. And I have a headache. What was in the dip at Rue's? I'm worried now. Whatever is preventing her from leaving... Whatever is causing these physical reactions is in her own mind. I worry what will happen to her body if she continues this attempt. That's enough for tonight. Let's go back. We should talk to your friends and see what they know. She sags against me, and the weight of her, the feel of her, they combine and trigger a phantom physical reaction in me. The pleasure-pain emotion linked to her seems to fill my body, though it isn't physically possible, somehow softening me, but conversely hardening my determination to keep her safe from harm. A siren suddenly blares through my neural network, and Penny's command blasts into my communication channel. Intruder alert! An intruder has infiltrated the complex's security. Bring Trinity back to Rutina's apartment immediately. I am still evaluating the incoming threat when a hand clamps down on my shoulder and I look down into a woman's face. Her skin is brown. Her thick black hair is cut into a jagged bob. And where eyes should be, there are glowing bulbs of red. Apparently, I'm not the only one of my kind. I should have expected this. 
The Zhang protocols indicated that Dr. Zhang feared I might be taken against my will. Product recovered, she says in a dull, clipped voice. Is that how I sounded before? No, she isn't exactly like me. She's an older model, without all my enhancements. She's a robot, preloaded with an objective. I'm a biosynthetic humanoid who, just this very second, has figured out what this emotion on the pain spectrum is. Love. It is love. I formulate a plan to let the robot take me so that Trinity will be safe. I can attempt to fight back when we're further away. I'm flying through the air when I realize I've fallen into a deductive reasoning trap. I'm not the machine's primary target. The robot flung me away with amazing strength because Trinity, for reasons logically related to her memory loss, is seen as either having higher value than me or being the greater threat. I try to brace myself as the ground rises up toward me, but neither my arms nor legs move, so I hit the solid earth hard, leaving a groove as I skid to a dirt-caked stop. I run a scan of the area where she'd grabbed me. There's some kind of pin attached to my shirt, emitting a signal that activates a traitorous software hidden somewhere in my neural network. This has to be one of the hive's fail-safes a tripwire in my overwritten programming that wasn't snipped. I imagine this is why I'm seen as less dangerous. I'm not sure what Trinity's tripwire is, though, or how it will affect her systems. I've landed with one side of my face pressed into a pile of dirt, my knees under me, and my arms limp at my sides. I watch in helpless horror as the robot attacker reaches out and slams a palm into Trinity's chest. The flashing blue of an electric stun shot crackles in the darkness and Trinity's scream of pain overwhelms my sound sensors. No. I told Trinity not to be afraid many times. I've questioned her panic. I regret how cruel those words must have seemed now that I'm experiencing these emotions for the first time. The sensation flooding my mind as I try to go to her and can't move swamps my neural network, disrupting my rational thought processors. Trinity is crumpling to the ground, and I can do nothing. No. I send out a blaring virtual alert for assistance to Tim, who can pry off the device on my shoulder and receive a response that seems to indicate that he's handling another intruder. It will take him at least a full minute to get to me. No. The robot stalks toward Trinity, and I can't even call her name. I'm going to lose her. Again. <laughs>